Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something I talked on on podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast. And there it is! Sutton United of the GM Foxhall Conference have put down first division Coventry City, winners of the FA Cup themselves less than two years ago. And what a moment to enjoy for the fans of this Surrey side. They've had their moments before, but never won like this. But the whistle goes down. You like the Sun United, Sutton United, the National League are through to the last 16 of the FA Cup. No longer English football's perennial non-league club. A 123-year crescendo reaches a new peak for Sutton United, who are promoted to the Football League for the first time. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. It's the Sunday service, but on a Saturday, so Saturday special, yeah. um, whatever, it's Easter, who, who knows what's going on. Um, joining me today is Mark Bravery. Hello, you're Mark. You all right? Hello, I'm all right. Good, thanks. Very good. And Jared as well. Hi, Jared. You all right? You're right. You sure it's Saturday today? I, I, I believe so. I don't actually know. I don't know where I am. <laughs> Uh, I'm just pleased I managed to send out the emails in time because I haven't done the next show's one either, but um, I'll get there. Um, so we're going to talk about the big game yesterday, um, Mansfield Town, and mm-hmm. the, the 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 trickiest one of our of our running that we were all kind of going, oh well, we'll, we'll scrub that one off. <laughs> we we mm-hmm. know we're going to lose there. Um, I mean, it was a strong lineup was was announced. Um, they did do a little thing on, I think it was Ilkston Town. They were training there the night before and they showed a picture of the, the team. And it, it was definitely, we're getting back to full strength now. Um, so that must have pleased you guys. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to go first, Jared? Yeah, no, I just, when, when I saw that, I mean, um, I think yesterday there was probably the strongest lineup we could possibly do at the moment. Um, I do feel, uh, you know, 
we've got Will Randall's obviously having a great, great run of form. Enzo at the moment is perhaps, I would say, first choice at, that role at the moment. So I think yesterday was our possibly our lineup. Uh, we could possibly put out at the moment, and it I think it showed throughout the course of the, of the 90 minutes. You know, for the last you know month or so, we were thinking, oh, who will get to cover here? Who got to cover there? But yesterday we had seems like like the numbers in. And it was a nice name of full bench as well. I just think it just played well for the whole afternoon. Absolutely. And Mark, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, after that you know, horrible run of injuries that we had last month, it's it's good to be back pretty much to, to full strength. There's no, you know, Will Randall and no Alistair Smith, but I understand that they are they are fit again and and, and um, yeah, able to play. And we might might well see them on Monday. Um, I think it's probably worth pointing out that Mansfield had a few of their key players missing. In fact, I think they did when they came down to us last November. Um, they're weakened by by I- injuries, and I think there was one of their players suspended yesterday. Um, so they they weren't at full strength. But even so, I mean, it, 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 you know, take nothing away from the performance. It was a a great great Sutton with a great, a great performance, and everybody had a had a, had a had a good game in a Sutton shirt yesterday. Even Absolutely. Ben Goodliffe with that un- unfortunate home goal and the deflection later on, but uh, uh, yeah, apart from yeah. that, you know, he had, he had a decent game. Yeah, he, he's 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 uh, he's not happy with the deflection being given to him. And I've watched it. We'll come on to that later. I've watched it a couple of times. I'm like, oh, um, but yeah, f- f- five goals, um, possibly all scored by us. Um, <laughs> I think so, they were. Yeah, the the, the opener. Um, it's a bit of a gift. Jared, do you want to talk us through the opening goal? So, yes, yeah, so I had a fantastic view of the opening goal. Um, as I saw between Mansfield Station and um, Manfield um, Field Mill. Um, no, but having seen the highlight, um, having seen the goal um, again on, on replay, it's um, pretty uh, uh, massive what we are as a team. The, you know, you know, we pressure, we pressure from the top, we pressure across the field. You know, every you know, uh, opposition player doesn't get a moment's peace in in possession of the ball. I think we saw that. You know, yes, the the, the fans was a bit that's maybe, but Omar had to be there. Omar had to be like proving down his neck to to happen. And you know, for you know, sprinting onto it, a, a nice cool finish as well. Great, you know, great um, work from from Omar there. Yeah, I mean, you can't get away from the defender made a bit of a ricket, but it's not just the game yesterday that made that defender make a ricket. Their defenders knew they're going to be chased down. So in the back of his mind, he knew that someone was coming and that's possibly forced forced mistake. Um, even then, I wouldn't have scored. <laughs> Say that again. So we, we scored, we, so, so we scored quite a few goals like this season, haven't we? Where we just like yeah. worked on the defensive mistakes, you know, teams, teams try to have to play it back out. out. You know, we're just pressure and pressure, um, pressure defenders and into making errors. I mean, I, I think also I think of um, Isaac's um, Tramir, you know, where again yeah. pressure on defenders and the goalkeeper forced the error, um, game winning goal. You know, it's just that emblematic of the hard work we put in across, across the field for 90 minutes, yeah, yeah, and um. You'd, you'd agree, Mark? With yeah, yeah, I was thinking of that that goal that um, Tanto scored at, at Prenton Park. Although uh, he's had to beat the keeper, whereas uh, 
Omar just basically took the ball around the keeper yesterday and just stroked it into an empty net. So well, there are similarities. It, it, it was also in a different sort of goal as well. Um, but, you know, you, you, you've got to exploit these mistakes when they happen. They don't happen very often, but you've got to be alert to the opportunity as and when it comes. And, and Omar was right. yesterday. Absolutely. And then sort of we, we made it through to, to half time. I mean, obviously, I was watching so a different, slightly different experience, but apart from a few half chances, it didn't seem a huge amount of pressure from from my view. What, what was it like being there? Um, yeah, I, Mansfield had a spell of pressure right at the end of the first half. But after, before that, they'd not offered a great deal, I didn't think. And they had, they had a bit of pressure in the second half, of course. Um, but, you know, I, I thought we, we applied pressure through through the game, you know, different different phases of the game. And, um, you know, that, that told when we got the, the second goal early in the second half. Mm. Um, and they're great work from Enzio there, you know, sort of met, fainted to go one way, went the other, left the defender and he, he, choking in his dust. And but a wonderful looping crossover for David to finish at the, at the far post. Yeah, I mean, there's... I mean, any goal scored at any time is obviously a good goal, um, but there's certain points you want to kind of hit that they, they would have been coming out with their half-time instructions mm. if it's high, mm. and then we we bang in that second goal. Uh, uh, Nigel Clough was not not happy <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Um, I mean, he wasn't rude or anything, I mean, but he, he's just like, this is what Sutton do. Yeah. So, Jared? I mean, Mansell came out like about a good two, three, good minute or two before we did. So they were coming out there, coming out for half time. They were coming out, you know, for the second half, ready and raring to go. And so, yeah, it was just a great time to score a second goal. I think Enzio was so, so much of a problem for them. There's a, there's a few, I count about two or three different instances other than the goal yesterday where he just made runs from even from sometimes from his own half. Those breakaway runs where he just couldn't handle him, he couldn't cope with what he was doing. And you know, and you know, at least once obviously with Roger Boy's goal or Roger Boy, you know. It, you know Got the advantage, but you know, I just think it was a classic away day. We defended in numbers, we numbers, and we broke away, and we, just, you know, we got goals. We need to get goals. You know, it's just what you put as a classic away day performance for Sun, is they? Yeah, and then onto classics, the the goal, the own goal, um, just to make it interesting. The last last few minutes, um, uh-huh. yeah, just a, just one of those typical defensive. I don't want to say mix-ups, but one of those things that happen from time to time. Obviously, it's very easy to be charitable when we've we've still won the game. But um, Ben just done that 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 backward header thing. Didn't realise Dean mm. was out, and it nice, lovely loop mm. over the mm. go- over him for a goal. Um, but what a reaction to that! Uh, mm. Mm. Was it two minutes? Was it two, three minutes? I don't Some, know. Something like that. Two or three. Yeah. 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 They scored seventy-eight response. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and there was suspicions of offside. Um, what were you guys thinking when you were there? I'm seeing your face. I'm, I'm not going to yeah. let you go first, Jerry, because I can see your. Uh, well, first of all, at least at least our team reacted better. At least the team reacted better than I did. Um, when yeah. as soon as we as soon as we as soon as um the own goal scored. My head, head were hands slumped down, you know, thinking, oh, well, here we go. Two, two all at best. We might even lose this 3 2 or 4 you know. I was pessimistic mode, full on. Um, 
again, so having need to have studied the highlights for the first goal, I said again the highlights for the for the third goal. It looks at the time I would never have thought it'd be offside. Mm. I thought it was a you know clear pass. Perhaps a, you know it's very hard to keep perhaps keep in line with yeah. offsides when you're going around the pitch anyway. But then watching the highlights, it looks though whilst he was um quite a bit of a distance in turn um away from anyway, but it was unmarked. Um, when the ball came through, he did look level with the Mansfield defender. Um, mm-hmm. when the ball came through, even though it wasn't particularly marked mm-hmm. particularly well. So, I mean, I don't think was, I, I can see why in desperation you think it's off, but in desperation, why you think it's offside? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mark, what, what were you thinking at the time? Yeah, I mean, we were, we were behind the goal at the other end, so it's difficult to judge the offside from, from that position and that distance. Um, but it was a long, beautifully um, timed, uh, weighted pass from, from David Adjiboy. And, of course, the offside applies when the ball is played. And the ball was in the air probably for a second or two before it reached Richie Bennett. And he obviously started to run at the right time, and uh, uh, clearly the officials were satisfied. He was, he was yeah, onside at the appropriate time. And uh, I didn't think he, he had a great deal of pace, but he certainly seemed to put the afterburners on for that one. And a lovely finish as well. Yeah. Across well. inside the far post. Um, be- be- beautiful finish there from him. Yeah, well, um, again, I listened to, to Nigel Goff's interview afterwards, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he, his words were brilliantly timed run. So um, basically, <laughs> basically yeah. it, it wasn't offside. There was people clinging, as you say, to desperation, but it, it was like, no, nah, it wasn't offside. It was just another mistake from us. Um and then the one that Ben didn't like to claim, because um, Gandamonian did credit it to him, and he's like, wait, I'm not having that. Um, <laughs> it clearly deflected off Ben. I think it deflected off um, Louis as well. So I think um, potentially Dean would have had it, but deflection, deflection, yeah, it just yeah, went in. Yeah. Again, doesn't matter. It just gives me another little thing to add to my, my sheets of, of late goals that... Yeah. For some reason, we have a yeah. reputation for conceding late yeah. goals, and actually, yeah. it's not that yeah. bad. We score as many as we lose. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it, a professional job. I remember the game against them earlier in the season, and at the time, we were getting lots of late drama. And the game earlier against them in the season was a bit like, can we just wrap up a game, please? Just get it done and dusted out the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yesterday, although it was 3 2, it sounded close. We, we were always. In control of yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, right now, yeah. the hard bit, gents. Was reaction to our goal? Was reaction to their goals? Um, both goals. Um, again, you could, there was no what thirty seconds played. Um, for mm-hmm. the final whistle, and it was just into the corner. No fuss, no hussy, no. Whereas before, you, you would thought. Ah, you know, see the goal, we might go on one straight away. You know, had the, yeah. We had this tendency to like give goals away in quick session. We don't normally handle bad news particularly well. Um, but I thought we handled both their goals as they, you know, with, with yeah. very, very strong reactions there. I think there's this, this lessons we've learned all the way through the season. Um, the, the Rochdale game is a case in point. We came back with 10 men to get a draw mm. and instead of just going okay well we'll take that we kind of were going do you know what we could get a winner here and then we got hit mm. on the counter mm. um mm. and then obviously at Wembley we could we could make this 3-1 be a wonderful victory 
and actually mm. would have been better off maybe just holding the ball and mm. um but it, it, you learn all these things so obviously yesterday we were like no we've had enough of this but difficult job now so um player of the day let's have some nominations between between the two of you um who do you feel for player of the day yesterday this is hard because looking at twitter there's about seven or eight <laughs> yeah i mean uh, this is the opposite of the the port vale game which is the last one i i, I did for this in that game it's very hard to pick anybody out because mm -hmm. nobody had a particularly great game um the opposite is is, is true of yesterday's game where you could almost name any of the 11 as having had a great game um i i'm gonna throw enzio's name in i mean he's been mentioned a few times already um i think he had a, had a, a obviously the cross for that that second goal but i think his, his overall contribution to the game was 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 pretty good he had as jared said he had a few few penetrating runs didn't lead to goals but you know caused their defense a few headaches so i think he's he should certainly be in the frame mm -hmm. and, and jared yeah you... i agree enzo was fantastic yesterday definitely mm -hmm. um rob also with me uh, was yeah. my, was I would say probably my choice. Um, again, I thought he was fantastic. Um, great cover defensively, added to attacks every time he went forward. As you know, it's great nice minutes. Also, I think Harry Butman has probably one of his better games. This, you know, he's a bit of a stop-start season. Harry, but, um, it was great today. Yes, Stephen. Um, no control the midfield berth. But you know, as Mark said, you could have seven, eight players there from yesterday, and you know, speaking, but yeah, Rob Nelson for me. Okay, so in actual fact, the three names I'd written down was Rob, uh, Harry Butman, and Eastie. So I'm going to chuck Eastie in as well to make it up to four, and we'll put that to the to the little vote for the pod. Um, they're all on Twitter, so they can't manipulate the votes. Um, <laughs> they can all vote for each other at once. Um, so, perfect timing. We're just going to move on to the now, now extremely big game on Monday. Um, keep mm. on coming. Um, but before we do, um, there is just one little thing I'd like to say. Um, I'd like to say night-night to Kane. Sweet dreams. Um, <laughs> best review I've ever had. He falls asleep to listening to the podcast every night, so I'm trying to work out exactly what point he, he falls asleep. So, night-night Kane. <laughs> Um, and to do the review of, or the preview, not review, uh, of the Newport game, um, we're going to bring in Ed, and I'm going to read it this time because I got it wrong last time. 1912 Exiles, the Newport County podcast. <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> not the 912, the 1912. Hiya, Ed. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. How are you guys? Very well, thank you. <laughs> um, not such a great day for you yesterday. I saw you had to make yourselves cheerful earlier today yeah we did so um for, for those who haven't been watching newport's story particularly closely we've um we've been sort of flirting with the promotion race at various points over the last few months there was a feeling a couple of weeks ago that after a few home defeats we'd sort of slipped out of it but then we went to uh swindon um this time last week actually the saturday and we got a, a really good away win um i was i was there it was Sun was out. We it was a back to the wall job, nil nil at half time. But the longer the game went on, the more we fancied our chances of getting a winner, which we did later on. And then suddenly we thought, right, 
we are back in the hunt now. Um, we, you know, our tails are up and we thought, right, all we've got to do then, beat Crawley at home on Good Friday. They're already on the beach, right? You know, that's the easy one. That's the banker. <laughs> and then we've got the big games coming up against Sutton and Port Vale and, and you know, some of the other promotion rivals. Um, and so, yeah, yesterday the scene was set. Boiling hot day in South Wales. Um, big crowd, 5,000 uh, and a bit were there. Uh, sun was out again. Lots of people have been on the beers since about breakfast time, I think. Um, and so it was all set up nicely for us to, you know, steamroller Crawley. I heard one person talking about, oh, we'll win this 6 1. Um, it, it, and of course, hubris is a wonderful thing. So inevitably, we went and ruined it, um, let in a soft as anything goal after about a quarter of an hour, 2 0 down at half time. We, our heads were in the clouds. We were just all over the place. Got it back to 2-1, but um, there was a sense of inevitability that we, we weren't getting anything out of that game. Um, and so I think that has probably now, well, if not probably, I think that has closed off the automatic race for us. And now it's a question of can we regroup, regroup for the playoffs? Um, and the first sort of test of that is going to come on Monday against you boys. So <laughs> I'm not sure it's the game we would have chosen to have necessarily. But, you know, I've got to talk about this. The game we had against you earlier in the season at Rodney Parade is not just my favourite match of this season. It is probably one of my all-time favourite <laughs> matches at watching Newport County because it was, you know, horrendous rain. I got absolutely drenched walking across from the car park to the ground, um, you know, 2-0 down at half-time and thought, oh, God. Um, but there was just something about that game that I thought, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we came back to win this, which we did with that late penalty but I mean that was a game that, that had everything and I think anyone who was there felt privileged to have watched it even if you know for the, for the travelling Sutton fans it was uh, a, a day to forget it was a real proper two sides going toe to toe and having a, a go at each other and I thought um, yeah David Adjaboy looked incredible for you guys so I'm, I'm keen to know how the rest of his season's gone. Well funny enough that game was kind of the beginning of our injury crisis um because we had to have our central midfielder playing at center back and then he decided that he wanted to spend a bit of time in your changing rooms so got himself sent off and we ended up having to have our center forward play at center back because we had no one else um and i was looking at because I, I do remember listening to your one after that game and i think you you, you said very similar uh, um and was saying actually even if we hadn't won that that would have been one of my favorite games because it, yeah, yeah. it was so good um and you were very very complimentary about um david he's only scored up until yesterday he's only scored one goal since <laughs> so he's been hot and cold but he's now scored yesterday so you'll be pleased to know he's obviously going to hit tomorrow oh great yeah, well there we go full of, full of the joys <laughs> so jared did, i can't remember if you made that one in newport did you he's gone it's still far for him to come because he lives in South Wales. Yeah, I know, but I think there was something that, I can't remember if he made that game or not. Jerry, you back? Oh, it obviously tra traumatised him so much that he's watching <laughs> his memory and doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, well, but yeah, no, well, I, I was there. Yeah, I, yeah, you're the sad one for me. Oh, yeah, no, I, I missed. I know my my my, my internet connection isn't so great. Once you get once you get past Newport. I'm sure I don't know the technology just goes down and down in Wales. So, um, <laughs> no. so um, no, I, I missed I'm before away. I was gutted because it's like it was like my closest league game for like a decade. Um, but I got the dreaded Rona the day before, so uh, I had to, I had to miss yes. it. 
yeah, I do, I do remember there being something that, that stopped you going to that one. Um, but yeah, Mark, you were there. Let's 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 yeah. let's mock let's mock Jared a bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what did, what did you remember of that game? Well, I remember those two stunning goals that, that David Ajiboy scored. I mean, he he he's mainly uh, known for his for his, his crosses as, as as a provider, but he he is capable of scoring goals. Um, and he's also capable of shooting wildly over the bar. We've seen that a few times, but <laughs> he just happened to come out with two two worldies on that particular game. I think he had the the, the Newport left back on 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 toast. I, for, yeah. I think I remember him being a little bit criticised for not using his left foot more. <laughs> and I think both of his goals were left footed on that game. Or, or, or uh, that I, I couldn't tell you offhand, yeah. um, but they were certainly stunning finishes. One of them yeah. in particular. Um, from memory, one was a yeah. kind of Maisie run, and then one he kind of yeah. lashed in from a bit of a way out. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the Maisie run was 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 perhaps the more, the more impressive of the two, but they were both both very good strikes. But I think apart from him, I don't think we had a we had a great game that that day, and the score kind of reflects that. But we did, as you say, Mike. We had um, players out, and of course, Craig Eastman was was sent off uh, when it was one nil to us when David scored his yeah. goal when we were down to ten men. Um, we felt a bit a bit hard uh, hard done by by that red card. Although uh, after I'd seen the footage, I could understand why why the ref did send him off. But it, it did look a bit harsh at the time, um, and I think there was, a, there was a, a, a slight feeling of injustice in, in the Sutton camp at the end of that game. Um, but we're over it now. <laughs> yeah, your season yeah. has gone on to better things, I think. Since, since then, well, yeah. Yeah, don't don't talk about it. It's it's, no, it's still going to be raw. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope graduates. Yeah, we're, um, we're, I, I we're, think when Newport away, I think the key point is when when Newport got their first one just after half time. I think mm -hmm. that just was such, such a big killer for us in the night, um, mm -hmm. and then obviously the dark hole down. I could say so. It's so like defending a two 0 lead. With ten men, if you could do it, five minutes into the half, you put two one back in it, and a whole different like kettlefish. Yeah, well, it's, it's the opposite of what we were just saying a little bit about yesterday's game. Is um, yeah. scoring that goal is a good good time to score. Mm. Every time is a good time to score. But um, but the season since then for you has been similar to for us. It's been kind of up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah, I mean, we, we got off to a very slow start to the season and then Flynn left and Robery came in and, and we then went on a really strong run. Um, yeah, December uh, was was extremely good when we, we played you. It has now started to just stutter a little bit, I think. Um, you know, if, you'd be, if we'd been talking four or five weeks ago, I think at that point I, I thought we'd definitely be in the playoffs and I thought it was not beyond the realms of possibility that we might sneak into the automatics. Since then, we've now had three home defeats uh, in a row. Um, two of them against Hartlepools and Crawley, against sides who really, you know, we, we should have been uh, beating. Um, and, yeah, I think there is a, a sense of frustration. Not that, you know, it, it was certainly not underachieving. You know, Newport being in the playoffs in this division is, is superb. You know, you must be feeling a little bit the same. But... Um, mm. I think the frustration we've got is we've got this trio of extremely talented young midfielders on loan. Uh, Finazaz from Villa, Jake Kane from Liverpool and um, Ollie Cooper from Swansea, although Cooper's injured. But we've got these three incredibly talented, young, bright, attacking, 
creative central midfielders. We've got Dom Telford, who scored like 25 goals this season and, you know, has been Newport's highest goal scorer in, you know, best part of the generation. Um, and yet we may not make the most of their talents. Um, you know, all four of those will be gone next season. The Lonies will return to their parent clubs. Telford will mm-hmm. go and play higher up the uh, up the divisions. Um, and we will have to start again really, really from scratch. And so this is a big opportunity for us now. Um, if we can put it right, if we can put together a, a run in these last four games, get ourselves into the playoffs and then try and regroup. You know, I, I mean, I would love to see that um, trio of fizzy midfielders running around on the pitch at Wembley. I think they would they would absolutely fill their boots and we would go into a, a Wembley playoff final and not bottle it, unlike the last couple of times. I think it would be so exciting to get there. But I just wonder, that defeat yesterday felt like a real punch to the guts. Mm. Um, and I mean, I'm not going on Monday. A couple of the, the other guys from the podcast are picking this one up. Um, but I think there's a definite sense of trepidation um, I think if if we if we got a win yesterday, I think we we probably would have fancied it. But I think now there's a slight sense of oh, this is all starting to unravel. So there are some real nerves in the camp. Right, and um, you guys, what do you think of tomorrow? Of uh, Monday? It's not tomorrow. Um, I was just looking at the the table. I noticed that um, uh, both Sutton and Newport uh, score a lot of goals and concede a lot of goals. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think it could be. Another, another goal fest. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, I, 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 I actually quite fancy Newport to score, but I still fancy us to win. So I think a few goals, maybe even a reverse of the the score at Rodney Parade, maybe a, a three-two to something. Jared, what do you think? Oh, he's frozen um, again. <laughs> I, I, I think it's too hard to call, to be honest. Um, yeah. Also, can you hear? Me? Yeah. Hello. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's going to be too hard to call. Um, I think it could be a case of where show show from us in a lot of ways after the effort we put all put in on on Friday yesterday at Mans, and obviously Newport will are going to try to um, um so you know try to get and. To agree with Bark and think it would be a three-two start win, but or any kind of start to win, I don't care at the moment. But you know, I, I think it's too hard to call really. But you know, hopefully we'll win. But you know, I'm a pessimist by nature, so I expect not to win. <laughs> I, I think Mark is probably along the right lines. I think there will be a lot of goals because really at this point Newport probably have to go and and get a win, um, and so I think we will probably set ourselves up a lot more uh, for a much more attacking approach than i mean we generally go out and, and try and win games from the off anyway but i think that will be even more pronounced on monday um i can see us scoring i can see us conceding who knows i think it, it may end up being one of those like seven eight goal thrillers where it, it just is kind of roll of the dice type thing but um i'm jealous for anyone who will be there because i think it, it will be a, a genuinely entertaining game well i i'm the opposite i i feel that um it's going to be like the second game at home after Wembley and all those extra fans who came to see the Leighton Orient game, which mm. it, it, we enjoyed it, but it wasn't one to make people go, yeah, I'm definitely coming back to there. So if they've given us a second chance, I reckon it's going to be another one of those really dull, scrappy games. 
Um, whilst it's in my mind, um, yeah. th there was one thing that I saw on our message board this morning that I thought I must ask you guys about, which is the cost of uh, entry for away fans, which some of our guys were um, getting their knickers in a twist about and saying, you know, this is scandalous pricing to go to uh, to a, a, <laughs> uh, an away game in the fourth division. Um, and uh, yeah, so they were saying it's £25 for an adult uh, ticket. Um, and there was some confusion as to how good the away facilities are. So, reaction to that, any of you? Um, so, somebody sits. Yeah, but we've only got sit as an option at the moment. Yeah. Um, We're basically so, rebuilding our away end at the moment. Yeah. So, as, you, as, as your, your fans will see on, on Monday. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is one of those, but I, I think. Some of it I don't quite understand because I'm like, well, hang on, if we've only got the option to sit, surely we should be able to say, well, it's going to be the same price as it would be to stand. But apparently yeah. you're not allowed to do that. Um, there's, there's league rules against it or some something. Um, so, yes, we absolutely hold our hands up. It's limited um, accommodation at the moment and um, it is the seated price. Um, but we're actually targeted it's strangely we've come up and we're targeting the away end as all the improvements so um the way end is going to be lovely and shiny and new and our end is going to be still hundreds of years old um so we may not we may see it we may not see it next year but um next ne next season it will be a bit better but yeah it is one of those that you kind of like oh, wish we could we didn't have to do it but it's one of those things we, we have to do the work so yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, so, so the because the, there is like a half-built new bit that's open now. Is that right? right? So, I'm not sure if they're selling tickets for that. I haven't actually read an update on that. I'm not sure if they're selling tickets for that. It might be that it's a soft opening, so you you buy oh, okay. the ticket for the seat, you get the option. Right. Um, but basically, we had a temporary stand, which is now staying for another season. We had we had a stand a, a, a terrace stand. Um, which held a small amount of fans. And then we built a brand new seated area, which is lovely. Um, and then we've got another area, which is going to be a flexible area. It's going to be home right. or away, depending, depending on viewpoint. Yeah. The, the stand it is now going to be pushed back so it can accommodate more people and built higher as well, so it can accommodate more. So that's one of the things going under construction. And the other one is, so I'm not sure if they've had the actual sign off yet to, to sell tickets. Um, so I think you have to have it signed off a certain number of days before yeah. you can sell tickets yeah, yeah, on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it might be there as an option if people choose to use it, but not officially. Um, well, I will but, make sure that we get a full review of, of the facilities and the yeah. value for money uh, from, from our guys. The, the, the yeah. seats, I mean, we, we did get... Because obviously we don't get to go down there because um, yeah. it's all blocked off. Um, and we, there was a few criticisms of, of, of the, the view of the temporary stand earlier in the season. And so I went to one of the ladies' games. Um, no, I went to one of the ladies' games anyway, and then realised I could still walk around. So I went straight in there and I sat there. And it, so people put these things up. I don't know what they get out of it on Twitter, but someone put up this picture of this restricted view on the away stand. And what it was is there was a metal post about that wide in their way. But literally, they must have held their phone right in front of the metal posts <laughs> to have the view. Because all you have to do is go, move your head yeah. slightly, and you've got perfect view. Um, but yeah, no, it... it, it the, the new seated area is really, really nice. Um, yellow seats, which me and Jared have had lots of conversations about. <laughs> What's the point of that? Everyone wants the whole stadium to have yellow seats. And I'm like, 
it looks good when it's empty. It doesn't look good when people are sitting in them. It just yeah. means nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's limited at the moment, and we we kind of know that. But we also know that we we're bringing it up as much as we can. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, I think it's <laughs> worth worth pointing out that you know we're having to spend an awful lot of money on bringing the the, the ground. It was a non-league ground until last yeah. season. A new pitch, of course, new floodlights, new away end, new turnstiles. And I think our chairman said right at the start of the season, all the extra revenue we're getting from being a league club is just being swallowed up by these ground improvements. Yeah. And that might help to explain why we're charging you know, away fans a bit more than, than the average, because we basically we need the money. Yeah. Well, it, it, I'm not sure it will soften the blow particularly. It's, it's, it is interesting <laughs> that the background. And, yeah. And, um, you know, from our point of view, I guess it's, it's just jealousy that, uh, yeah, you've you own your own ground and you can do all this stuff. You know, we are at the whim of the, the World Rugby Union. So, uh, yeah. But is it, I mean, I, I, I don't go to many away games, um, but from the ones I've seen, is it is it horrendously different? I don't so, seem around that 23, 20, sort of two, 23 pound mark. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it, north of 20 quid probably is standard, but 25 felt like quite a lot to go to a, what, what is, you know, albeit a, a non-league ground that's been developed. A predominantly non-league ground so uh yeah. you know, like i say it's people will always have that little winch about yeah it. I, I do again i don't pay a huge amount of attention to this but i do remember years and years ago questioning why our ticket prices had jumped up and apparently what it is is all the league clubs will put a, a bracket they agree you can't sell the tickets for us below this much or above this much and you can kind of do what you like in, yeah. in the middle area in that window um, yeah 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 which i i I don't get why Sutton can dictate what Newport charge for their yeah, tickets. Yeah. Um, I kind of get it within London clubs where they might not want everyone or, mm. or the clubs near you, um, but why we can all dictate to each other is. is um, but also, there's, it's the supply and demand. There's only, there's only like 500 of them. So, um, yeah. obviously, you're only here for the Sutton. <laughs> <laughs> and they get to see David in the flesh again. It's up to me. I'm tra I charge away fans £25 having the older way end, you know, about a million miles away from the pitch, uncovered, you know, and char yeah. still charge £25. I'm a yeah. human being, so, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was kind of wrapped it up, I think. Um, let me just check, because I'm very much a professional and I've got a list of things. No, we ticked everything off. Marvellous. Um, so unless there's anything you guys want to add to it, no, perfect. Thank you no. very much, gents, for your time. Um, I'm sure you'll be watching on IFLO, Ed. Um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The away fan, as as you're watching it, will be to the left. As you, as I you, as you're keep a lookout, and I'll be getting yeah. text updates from uh, Ian and Jamie. But yeah, yeah, good luck for the rest of the season. I hope Monday doesn't go your way. But um, yeah. I, I think <laughs> genuinely, I think Newport fans have watched Sutton's progress this season, and you know, like everyone else, has been very impressed with the way you've taken to to the league like a duck to water and i think you know we, we enjoyed the game we had earlier in the season and you know the, the, some of the goals and the play i've seen from you throughout the the season on the highlights packages and stuff has looked very good so um yeah if we are in the same division next season i look forward to speaking to you again excellent thank you very much ed and mark jared thank you very much as well okay all, thank please, you please follow on any of the socials at Sutton podcast um i've kind of given up on tiktok but i'm sure i'll be back on there at some <laughs> stage um but um, give us a shout out if there's anything you want to mention and obviously drop us an email if you want to be on as a guest. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, cheers, guys.
Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.